everybody, and welcome to the Holmes Politicast Thomas Edition. We explained to you guys a little bit that we're doing a different format for the show. So this will be our Friday edition with just me soloing. So yes, thank you for joining us. The only, listen, listen guys, the only conservative podcast in Michigan. Yes. So that means we are both the best and the worst. Uh, so take that for what you will. All right. So we got... I kind of want to talk about, I don't know. We'll see how long it goes. Um, first, I want to start with Gretchen Whitmer's plan. Big Gretch. Big Gretch. She's finally got a plan. Oh, my goodness. It only took, what, we're two months into this thing? Okay. So, Big Gretch's plan. Uh... Man, I don't know if uh, if I should even go. You know, what? I'm not gonna go. Okay, so we are right now in phase three of her plan. Weird that we started in the middle of a plan that she just released, but you know, whatever. I guess she does have to account for the last two months where she did nothing. So, flattening. We are in uh, area three, phase three. I don't know, phase three. Yeah, flattening. So. What we're looking at is uh, case growth is gradually declining. Um, the It's weird because we've been at stay home, stay safe. Uh, she changed it to safer at home. Okay, that's fine. Continued distancing, increased face coverings, no gatherings. Specifically low-risk businesses with strict workplace safety measures like construction, manufacturing, real estate, outdoor work. Uh, so those are those are what are opening now. Gretchen Whitmer just opened those yesterday. We're still not sure exactly. Like we don't have any numbers. Um, she was kind of like this plan is kind of vague. So uh, case growth is gradually declining. What does that mean? Does that mean an overall gradual decline? Does that mean you know how how long do we determine? You know how long the time for cases spiking <clears throat> before Gretchen went before Big Gretch shuts down the entire economy again. We don't know. Um, so that's where we're at right now. To get to phase four, so I'm looking at the chart here. Um, phase three flattening. Phase four is improving. So to get there, there's this little chart along the bottom how we get to each next step. Uh, cases and deaths decline more sharply. Percent positivity decreasing. Healthcare system capacity continues to strengthen. Robust testing, contact tracing, and containment protocols in place. So again, declining more sharply. Um, percent positivity decreasing. Uh, Big Gretch, you are aware that when you let us out of lockdown, more people are going to get this, right? Like, we know that. You've acknowledged that there's going to be a second wave, probably. It seems like what Whitmer's trying to do is avoid a second wave. Uh, so it says, 
you know, at the bottom of this chart, if it is also possible to move backwards, if risk increases and we stop adhering to safe practices. So we're in phase three right now. We could move to phase four. We could move back to phase one. Um, who knows? But I'm not going to go over this whole chart because there, I mean, it, it basically just goes on in the same vein. Uh, case and death rates are still going lower. Outbreaks are quickly contained. Uh, community spread, you know, it's it's basically just saying we're going to scale back and hope that the numbers drop. Now, if they don't drop, obviously we, we stay in this uh, plan until they do sufficiently to Queen Whitmer's, uh, you know, limbs, but... Here's something she said during her press conference that I found quite startling was that she basically said, we're going to be in this plan until we have a vaccine. And the sixth phase, which is the ultimate goal, is post-pandemic, and that is when community spread is not expected to return. That's going to be a while. We just have to be very clear about that. Post-pandemic is when we have a vaccine or we have some sort of a cure or therapeutic that can can cure uh, COVID-19. All right. So for any of you that actually attend a church, you will not be able to attend your church again in person until we have a vaccine. And I can hear all the crazy leftists already screaming that church is unnecessary and that you can pray to your flying spaghetti monster from your home and, you know, we need to secure our safety before we allow for freedoms yeah yeah i hear you uh also i'm not gonna listen to you um you who know absolutely nothing about religion you know absolutely nothing about god uh i'm not going to take your advice on how to practice my religion and quite frankly uh, i don't think my church is going to wait until there's a vaccine to start meeting in person again um yeah, it's, it's just unrealistic, to be quite honest. And so that kind of brings me to the point of what the hell are we doing with this uh, uh, plan? We're not going to mitigate deaths, okay? Not a single person is actually going to be saved if we keep everything on lockdown, if we stop the spread, okay? If you are going to die from COVID-19 then you are going to die from COVID-19. There's no changing that. We don't have a cure. We don't have a vaccine. Um, whether it happens in six months, a year, or right now. Um, I know obviously people that are going to die are, you know, are, or are at risk are thinking, man, six months or a year sounds like a lot better of a time to die than right now. Well, I'm sorry. You know, we... We cannot just keep the entire economy shut down for something that is only killing old people. Um, if, if you're vulnerable, you can stay inside. You're more than welcome to. Uh, despite the idiots on the left that are saying that Republicans just want to throw everybody out there to die. Uh, no, that's actually not what we're saying. Um, we're just saying we want to get back to work. All the young, healthy people, all the people that are not going to die from this virus... Because 90% of the people dying from it are over age 65. So if you are under 65, 
Yeah, you know what? Let me amend that statistic actually, because it's something like ninety nine percent of people that are dying are either elderly or have pre existing conditions such as obesity, um, heart disease, lung disease, things like this. So us young healthy people have got very uh, it's a minute risk, okay, and. You know what? Most Michiganders, it seems like, are okay with taking that risk. We've got the the barber in Owasa that is open for business. Uh, we've got people that are protesting in the Capitol. Uh, people want to get back to work. Big Gretch just can't keep us all inside until the big scary virus goes away. It's just not going to happen. So while her plan is nice, it looks pretty on paper, I don't think it's going to work i don't think we're gonna follow it but she tried and you know what we'll give her credit for that okay so moving on uh there, there's your coronavirus update uh i'm not gonna spend the whole show on it because you know what quite frankly i'm sick of talking about coronavirus i'm sick of hearing about it um everybody just needs to shut up about it actually <laughs> because at this point i mean it's all just drivel uh, we've we've totally broken down to partisan lines. Uh, Democrats want to stay home. Republicans want to get back to work. So I mean, once it's once it's broken down to partisan lines, I feel like it's no longer an epidemic. It's no longer a problem. Um, people aren't scared of it. I mean, may, maybe it's it's quite possible Democrats are terrified out of their minds uh, because they do listen to the media a lot and they believe everything they say. But I think most. Smart Americans are looking at the virus, are saying, I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm not going to die, I want to get back to work. Before we move on from coronavirus, I do want to say one thing. Uh, Gretchen Whitmer did say that we're going to start treating counties differently. Uh, so she's realizing that the one size fits all doesn't actually fit all. It uh, doesn't actually, is it's not actually helpful for our state. You cannot treat Ottawa County the same way you're treating downtown Detroit. So I do want to thank Gretchen Whitmer for realizing that the entire state is not Detroit. That is, that's, that's awesome. Uh, one, one last thing though, from her, from her, uh, briefing yesterday, uh, she said she realizes the impact COVID-19 is having on businesses, uh, or on the economy. You know what? Let me, let me find that clip real quick. So she just got done talking about uh, a second wave and saying we don't want to see it. Well, I'm sorry, Big Gretch. We're going to see a second wave because you locked everybody down. And you needed to allow the virus to spread. We will get a second wave. There's no doubt about it. But here is uh, Gretchen Whitmer um, saying that it is the virus that is killing jobs. You know what? I'll let her explain it. The 1918 flu or the pandemic that is playing out right now around the globe, there are case studies abound that those who resume life as it was, who drop all of the social distancing and the masking, can go right back into a second wave. And that wave can be as deadly or worse than the first, and certainly as economically damaging as the first. All right. <clears throat> the coronavirus has not killed a single job. Not one. The coronavirus has not shut down a single store, a single business. There have been none that have shut down because of coronavirus. <clears throat> Every single business has shut down on the governor's orders. So 
I mean, I understand why she's blaming coronavirus. I do. Uh, she felt that it was the best possible option. And <clears throat> by the way, you didn't hear me complaining about it at the beginning. I was like, yeah, shut down. <laughs> we want to save people. But we have new data. We have new information about the virus. We know who it's targeting. We know how it's spread. We know who is safe, who is not dying. Uh, those those things factor into an intelligent person's decision as to whether or not they want to take the risk of going out and going to work. Big Gretch, if it were really the virus destroying jobs, then it would be people voluntarily staying home from work, saying that they are not going to go in because they're scared. That would be the virus killing jobs. What it looks like when the government kills jobs is the governor declares a stay-at-home order and then continues to extend it and extend it and extend it and extend it and extend it without legislative approval and continues to allow businesses to just sit there and do nothing, uh, wasting all of their resources, their time, their money, uh, their livelihoods, their personnel. Um, you know what? I forgot where I was. I was just rambling for a minute. Uh, I'm just, oh gosh, I'm so... I wish our politicians would take responsibility for what they do, not blame other people, not blame the president who has absolutely nothing to do with how Michigan works, um, how Michigan responds to the virus. I, I need to get on another. Okay, we're, we're going to move on from coronavirus because everybody's stupid in coronavirus America. So we've got an opinion piece from... Uh, 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 uh. Oh, of course I scrolled all the way. Okay. So we got an opinion. No. Yeah, there it is. Okay. Opinion piece from Mia Moberly and David Hecker. So the piece starts off talking about how hard everybody has it and how difficult it is to do online school and students have sacrificed so much and you know what, I'm going to go with no. Probably students haven't sacrificed a ton. Um, oh, no, they couldn't go to their state-funded school and be indoctrinated. How disappointing. Okay. So they they go on this rant and how, how affected everybody is by the virus when really, I mean, not that many people. It's basically Detroit that's affected by the virus. But regardless, here we go. Uh, in the middle of the piece, this is why we share deep disappointment when we look at the spectacle at the Michigan Capitol last week. We have protested at the Capitol many times and will always support the right to protest. But it is unconscionable to us, given the sacrifices frontline workers are making for our country, given what so many others have sacrificed, to witness adults dressed in militia gear toting guns, clearly trying to intimidate lawmakers into prematurely reopening our economy, and who, by not practicing social distancing, are actually working against our healthcare workers. All right. MLive, can you guys do some decent reporting, please? I mean, yeah, I know it's an opinion piece, but this is stupid. This is just asinine. All right. The protesters last week at the Capitol hired a an outside source to protect them because they don't trust our government to protect them. They've watched our government for the past two months destroy all of their lives. 
for a virus that is killing old people and like 0.01% of the population. All right. Forgive our lack of trust in the government, but it, it's, it's probably not going away. We're going to continue to not trust the government. They go on to, to do their normal scare tactics. The Second Amendment does not mean guns are the key to solving problems. With nearly 40,000 gun deaths per year and more guns than people in our country, firearms, intentionally or unintentionally, are dangerous and lethal. Guns at a protest add nothing except to intimidate others. Do any protesters actually think their guns were needed for protection? Well, yeah, we do. We don't trust the government. We don't trust Queen Whitmer sitting on high, making decisions. Yeah, I support guns in the Capitol. <laughs> I mean, obviously, nobody was shot. They, they were a, a, a security detail there to protect the protesters just in case the state decided to come in with rubber bullets and tear gas and, uh, you know, break it up, which I wouldn't actually put past our state. So thank you, MLive, for the garbage opinion. We'll take that into consideration and then summarily place it in the toilet where it belongs with all the other bullcrap. All right. So I do want to mention here, uh, there's this video going around Facebook, Plandemic 2020, and it's really funny because everybody's so concerned about misinformation. <clears throat> and I'm sitting over here like, uh, you're censoring a person not giving her a voice. Yeah, I want to hear what she has to say. So <laughs> all I do is share it on Facebook. And all my lefty friends are like, Oh my gosh, you, you're going to ignore peer review articles and you're going to listen to this pandemic video? I'm not even going to deign to watch it. It's discredited. She's anti -va Okay. Wow, that voice kind of hurts. Uh, so I'll not be doing that again. But just to give a little bit of you know, background as to why your peer-reviewed articles should probably be summarily deposited in the toilet uh, is your peer-reviewed articles also claim that boys can be girls, men can be women, women can be men, that gender is absolutely fluid, that there's no such thing as biology, uh, that changing, you know, believing you are the, a different gender is not actually a mental illness anymore. Uh, so there's there's your peer-reviewed articles. Forgive my skepticism of your stupid peer-reviewed articles. Um, forgive my skepticism that you know when big tech companies that are in bed with big or big government are trying to silence somebody. You know what? I'm I'm just skeptical of all of you, <laughs> all of you elites, doing things behind the scenes, doing you know nefarious things. I mean, we know nefarious things go on behind the scenes. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm, you know, get your tinfoil hat out. <laughs> but no, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think that everything is a conspiracy. But her story checks out. I mean, she's being touted as some anti... It's it's uh, Dr. Michelle... You know, I'm going to look up the name because I don't remember it now. Wow, I was way off. So it's Judy Mikovits. Uh, she is a virologist. Um... She claims that uh, Dr. Fauci has all of the patents on most of the vaccines that Bill Gates is also involved there. She's, she claims that she raised concerns about a single vaccine, a single kind of vaccine, specifically targeting a single uh, kind of virus. And she says that they don't work. 
Okay, so that's your anti-vax conspiracy theorist uh, who actually supports other vaccines. Uh, she never said anything about vaccines for polio, vaccines for you know all of the good things that we have. Um, and quite frankly, I'm skeptical of vaccines too. So I have heard this before that there is fetal tissue, um, aborted fetal, so baby tissue. You are you are injecting baby tissue with some of your vaccines, not all of them. Yeah, take your tinfoil hat off. I'm not going up full conspiracy theorist, but I have heard that before. I've looked into it. It seems like it's true. Um, if anybody has information or can get me, you know, some some kind of verification that there is no vaccine that has aborted baby tissue in it, then I, I will happily amend my statement. I will happily change this view because, I mean, it's, it's kind of concerning to me that something that should keep me healthy might be also doing a lot of harm as well. And it concerns me when big tech is like, yeah, this lady doesn't get to talk because, you know, she's wrong and we're right. So you don't get to hear her opinion. That doesn't fly with me. Sorry. You know what? No, not sorry. That doesn't fly with me. You're going to have to do better than that. Um, so I had to talk about that a little bit on the show. Just drive all the lefties nuts. And so speaking of <clears throat> lefties and elitists that uh, think that, you know, we should be following them blindly without asking any questions without making any opinions for ourselves. Uh, I know probably all of our listeners have listened to The Daily Wire and love it. Uh, the Daily Wire is a great news source. Um, I'm just going to throw that out there. Ben Shapiro is probably one of the smartest men on the planet right now. Um, but so they, they have a piece out. So conservative commentator Victor David Hansen scolded expert elites for essentially getting everything wrong during the COVID-19 pandemic, destroying the world economy and countless lives as a result. Speaking with Lauren, speaking with Laura Ingram for, of Fox News, Hansen said that it makes no sense that the United States adopts a one-size-fits-all approach to the pandemic, considering that none of the models have turned out as predicted, and just three states, New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts, account for most of the country's deaths. So he goes on to say, <clears throat> just three states, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey, account for about 55% of all deaths, and yet they have only 11% of the population. But California, Texas, and Florida, they have about 30% of all people in the United States, and they've had about 5,500 deaths. So they are just radically different situations. This one-size-fits-all doesn't work, which I've said on the show, probably ad nauseum. You guys are probably sick of hearing it, but... I'll say it again. Uh, one size does not fit all. Victor David Hansen added that experts need to stop with the generalized generalizations about the whole country and instead start focusing on why the outbreaks hit those three states so badly. Furthermore, Victor David Hansen noted the hypocrisy of the expert elite has severely hampered people's confidence in their abilities. From UK professor Neil Ferguson violating his own lockdown order for an extramarital affair to billionaire Bill Gates telling the United States to ease its criticism of China. We have this other hypocrisy problem. We saw that with Neil Ferguson in the UK today, said Hansen. Bill Gates, I think he's done a lot of great, but he is deeply embedded with the China project. He's got commercial ties there. He's got huge financial interests. He's not a credible observer of the Chinese role in this. And when he says we are criticizing China too much, I don't think people should be so haughty given their record. So... That's absolutely right. I mean, 
if you're getting a ton of money from China, you know, a communist regime that has lied throughout this entire pandemic has faked their numbers, lied about transmission. You know, Bill Gates saying that we need to go easier on China just doesn't, you know, I, I'm not going to listen. Okay. Thanks, Bill Gates. But uh, just because you have lots of money doesn't mean you get to tell me what to think. And quite frankly, you probably shouldn't. So I think I want to end the show today with something that I really enjoy. Uh, swing music. Swing is great. Uh, swing dancing is awesome as well. Uh, if you don't, if you haven't done any of it, I would highly recommend it. But uh, this is a great song. Uh, it's called The Queen of Swing, and it's by Gypsy Hill. Um, I recently, I, I think I just discovered it last fall, but uh, it's a great song. So here's just a little bit of it. So that's a little taste. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm I'm gonna have to listen to the rest of it now because it's just so good. Uh, so that is all of the things that I have for you today. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. So remember to subscribe, give us a rate, like us, share us with your friends uh, if you like the show, uh, or if you didn't, frankly, for that matter. Uh, yeah, just share it. Uh, we love constructive criticism. Um, we love that. Actually, I, I'll take any criticism. I mean, if you just want to email me and say, hey, I think your opinion dumb, you know, I'll answer you. Uh, but yeah, so email the show. Uh, our email is straightnewsforyou.com or ugh, straightnewsforyou at gmail.com. And our Twitter is straightnewsmichigan. So follow us on Twitter. Uh, we need our listeners to be active on there. It is filled with leftists and elitists. Uh, Twitter is just a god-awful place. So we need more conservatives there. Uh, so come on over to Twitter. Uh, I know it's it's a pain in the butt, but just make one and, you know, support conservatives on Twitter. They, they would really appreciate it, I'm sure. All right. So we are out of time. We will see you on Wednesday. Uh, we will be releasing two shows on Wednesday. Ooh, fun, fun. Twice the fun for one day. All right. So, uh, yes, be back with you Wednesday. Jim's going to be doing his own show for the first time. Um, I will be back with you again with my show. So thank you again so much for joining us, and we will see you then. Mm-hmm.